0: You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. As the Denver Broncos begin mandatory minicamp practice today, they're bringing in a player who has a very inspirational journey of the National Football League. Could he make an impact for the Broncos in 2021? If he impresses at his tryout this week, we'll discuss. Plus, we hear from George Payton, who gives his thoughts on Von Miller, Corlin Sutton, the Broncos quarterback situation, and what he wants to see the team do the most this upcoming season. We break it down on today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. From the South Stands to the end zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke. Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network and Broncos analyst for the Lockdown On NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL. Follow the show at Lockdown Broncos. Subscribe here on the YouTube channel. We're close to 4,000 subscribers. We're going to be doing a jersey giveaway once we get to that point. And make sure you listen every single day on your favorite audio podcasting platform. Wherever you get your podcast. But Broncos country, let's get to the news and notes starting off here on today's episode of the show. The Broncos, they are bringing in Shaquem Griffin former outside linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, in for a tryout this week as the Broncos begin mandatory minicamp Yesterday was more of a day off for the Broncos in terms of going through their physicals. We saw Patrick Sertan and Javante Williams, the Broncos rookies, doing some of their video shoots that the team will use for some social graphics, also for some stock footage in general, just some preview for that. But obviously Patrick Sertan looks nice in orange and blue. Same thing with Javante Williams. But one of the news stories of the day was Shaquem Griffin. Now, we all know his journey. When he was four years old, he had his hand amputated. And oftentimes, if you ever played football, Being able to use both of your hands is super important in the game. But Shaquem Griffin throughout Pop Warner, high school, college, and now in the NFL has now proven that you can overcome those odds and contribute in a big way. And specifically for the Seattle Seahawks, he contributed. He was a big-time special teams player for them. The Broncos, they do need some help on special teams. They have a lot of youth right there. Griffin's experience could be useful for the Denver Broncos. Now, ironically enough, Shaquem Griffin made his debut against the Broncos in 2018, the home opener in Denver. Von Miller had three sacks in that game, but he was able to get the start. And obviously playing alongside his brother, Shaquille Griffin, the story writes itself. It's phenomenal. But Griffin is a fun player. He's athletic. He's versatile. He's very fast, and he can get downfield. And the Broncos, they might be able to use him in a way to be able to contribute on special teams, an area that they absolutely must improve on here in 2021. So keep an eye on that. If a signing does happen, we'll obviously talk about it, break it down here on Lockdown Broncos. We'll get Corbin Smith of Lockdown Seahawks to come on if, in fact, the signing does become official for Minicap. Now, there's a different thing. If, if the trial goes on, the Broncos bring him on the roster. He'll be on the roster through training camp, but he's, it's up to him in training camp to be able to make the roster into the season, something we'll continue to monitor here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. Broncos general manager George Payton Gave some insight in his own thoughts on the Broncos outside linebacker Von Miller, wide receiver Cortland Sutton as he comes back from his injury. Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke as they battle for the quarterback position in OTAs and minicamp and what he would like to see from the team this upcoming season. So starting things off here, one thing he had mentioned, he said last spring, we obviously didn't have an offseason, so it's been fun. These guys are competing. They work hard. They like it. They embrace the work and they want to win. I'm excited for the young group. And the veterans, they seem to be meshing together. And I think we have a really good group that really wants to win. Obviously, that's something you're going to get from anybody in the NFL. Players want to win. Teams want to win. You know, with George Payton, the one thing I think that we can all invest in, whether you're a media member, whether you're a fan, whether you're a player, whether you're a member of the coaching staff, is that George Payton has provided the Broncos, I think, with enough right now to say, hey, look. We have a chance to really compete and win games here in 2021. We didn't just come into the season as a new GM and say, hey, we're going to rebuild. We're going to enter this period. That was not the case. The moves that the Broncos made this offseason signified George Payton is building with what the team has now. He's utilizing the young nucleus of players. He wants to bring in these veteran guys that they already have on team, in house guys, homegrown players, to use that to help build his culture for down the road. It's a smart move. Will it pay off though for George Payton? That's going to be a big key. And one of those players is Von Miller. The Broncos deciding to exercise his $18 million club option this offseason. That was a big move for the Broncos. I think many fans were having a hard time maybe coming to the thought that Von Miller may or may not be a Denver Bronco This upcoming season, George Payton alleviated that worry a little bit, and they decided to take the gamble on the price tag because it is Von Miller. Now, George Payton did mention that Von looks like he's in his prime. You watch him at practice. They run wind sprints. He wins them. He wins them all. He's 32 years old. He's a freak, and he still looks like it. He can still play. He's in shape. He's working hard and I'm excited to see what he can do. We've talked about it here on the show. This is a big year for Von Miller, not just from a standpoint of production, not how it helps the Denver Broncos, but for legacy, Von Miller wants to be a Bronco for life. Broncos fans want him to be a Bronco for life, but he's got to be able to do it. He's got to be able to put the numbers up here in 2021. And then the Broncos and he, they can talk and maybe they can negotiate a very mutually beneficial deal. It could happen in season. It could happen after the season, but A lot is at stake for the Broncos here, especially as Von Miller now is at 32 years of age. And wide receiver Corlin Sutton continues to rehab from his ACL injury, and he has looked great so far throughout the offseason. George Payton shared his thoughts on Corlin Sutton and what he has noticed since he's been in the building since taking over as the team's general manager. He says, Corlin Sutton, I mean, I've never seen someone work so hard in rehab. He's out there running routes now. He's almost 100%. I felt this team lost a lot when they lost him in 2020. On offense, he brings the juice. He's a competitor. He's a tough cover. So I think that just getting those two guys and what they bring to the table back, that's a really good start to get those two guys back. He's referencing Von Miller and also Cortland Sutton. And there was a lot of praise, especially when the Broncos took on the Minnesota Vikings in 2019, George Payton got to see Cortland Sutton up close and personal alongside with Tim Patrick. There's a reason that Tim Patrick is back. And a lot of that is due to George Payton. Now, Cortland Sutton, here's my belief on the subject matter I don't think it matters really if he gets off to a slow start this season. I think the Broncos will offer him an extension because what he can do, we've seen it. He looks good so far in OTAs. He's breaking really quickly on the routes. He's not showing any signs of being a limited in any way, shape, or form. We'll see how much the Broncos ramp him into things once they put on the pads in training camp. I imagine they'll ease him in just because that's a whole different process than just wearing your helmet wearing the jersey and wearing the shorts going out there and doing it but Cortland looks great he looks comfortable and that should be a good sign for the Broncos regardless of who's at quarterback Cortland throw it in his direction he's going to go up and he's going to get it one other thing that Peyton mentioned in his closing remarks was that the Broncos he just wants to see an identity he wants to see them compete he wants to see them open up this season he knows that the team is going to experience adversity what adversity are they going to to run into we don't know yet because that's a story that writes itself. But if the team is bit by injuries, once again, how is the team going to respond? If quarterback play becomes an issue or it doesn't become an issue, how is the team going to respond? It's about overcoming adversity, not dwelling on the fact that okay, this is not working out for us as a team or as you know, in terms of an offense or a defense or special teams or in the front office. It's not about viewing in that mindset. How can we get better on a day-to-day basis? George Payton has sent that message throughout every channel, from the coaching staff to the scouts to the medical room. That's what matters most, and that's what builds a strong foundation inside an organization, especially as you change the culture. Vic Fangio was brought in to change the culture inside the locker room. That has taken place, and it is still ongoing. Now, as an organization, what is the culture like? That's on George Payton. So far, he's doing a great job. But the results on the on-field product will determine whether or not you're going to see some roadblocks, some obstacles, or whether or not it's going to continue to grow in a positive direction. Broncos country, I'm eager for your thoughts. Let me know in the comments down below here on YouTube. But coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into a conversation with Broncos fans as to which young player on the Broncos roster do they believe is not being talked about enough I've talked about various players here on the show. We'll get to Bronco's fans' reaction, and we'll ponder. We'll have a little bit of discussion, some back and forth, coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com. And ladies and gentlemen, I use rockauto.com anytime something goes wrong with my car or if I'm looking to add something. Last week, I had purchased brand-new floor mats for my vehicle, and rockauto.com sent them directly to my door. rockauto.com is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years That's 20 years of reliable service, folks, and if you ever need anything for your vehicle, they are my absolute go-to, and I would like you to use them as your go-to as well. They have everything you could be looking for for your vehicle, whether it's an engine control module, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet for your vehicle. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need delivered directly to your door in just a few minutes easy clicks. And their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly go to their website, rockauto.com. The thing I like about it, I can search based on year, make and model of my car. I get to choose the brand specifications and even the prices that I prefer. And prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they are the same for professionals. And do it yourself first. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now and you get to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on Broncos in there? How did you hear about his box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need? Rockauto.com. Which young players on the Denver Broncos roster aren't being talked about enough, whether that be by local media, national media, people in general. Who are people overlooking? Well, Broncos country shared their insight with me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. I agree with many of their choices. A lot of these players I've talked about exclusively here on the podcast, very in depth as terms of not getting enough recognition, but Broncos fans were pretty much in agreement here. So starting things off with most valuable plumber. I like that. It's a count on Twitter. That is about Jake Plummer says Natani Muti and McTelvin Ajim said that Shelby Harris praised both on the DNVR podcast the other day for their improvements. Now, look, I like Natani Muti in a big way, too, because we were able to see what he was able to do in limited spurts last season. Now the thing for Natani Muti coming out of college was his injury concerns, Achilles, knee injuries, Liz Frank. He's had all those injuries. But last year, he proved to stay healthy, and he even contributed down the stretch for the Broncos. He started in the Carolina game, and I tell you what, he was a menace. On polling plays, I liked what I saw from Natani Muti, and it made it very hard to say, like, okay, what do the Broncos do here with Graham Glasgow? Well, we know Glasgow's contract situation ties him into Denver for at least 2021. But if Glasgow plays better, that's great. If he continues to improve, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a good player for Denver. You still always have that thought in your head, though, like, what about Natani Muti? How long is Muti going to wait and see, or maybe just chop at the bit to maybe get his chance? Injuries do happen. We all know that, especially in the offensive line when we get into trench warfare, one of my favorite terms to say, by the way. But Muti is one of those guys that really impresses me. And he, he pulls, he takes great angles. He's tight down the line of scrimmage. He understands who he's going to kick out, but he's physical. He's a Muller He doesn't want to just knock a guy out of the way. He wants to bury that guy. I love that about Natani Muti. So, yes, MV Plumber, most valuable plumber. Appreciate you on that. McTelvin Najim Sosa, as Coach Fangio calls him. I love that nickname. Uh, yes, he's very strong, and he's also in the in a chance to rotate on that defensive line. The Broncos don't necessarily have to put everybody on their defensive line and say, okay, Mike Purcell, Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, you're going to play 78 defensive snaps per game. That's actually quite a bit of defensive snaps, by the way. I, I think you can really find balance. And if you have really good depth on the D-line, You can rotate guys in and you can take a little bit of that pressure, some of that wear and tear off of guys that maybe, you know, can't sustain that. I mean, expecting defensive players on the interior where we have trench warfare have 78 plays it's very difficult. You're going to have to get guys off the field in terms of breathers. You're going to have to obviously factor in personnel packages. You know, maybe this personnel package matches up better than the base package initially. McTelvin Ajim is going to play a rotational role for the Broncos this season. Now, can he be that guy that kind of stepped up in the way that Draymond Jones did last year? Draymond Jones is expected to start. Is McTelvin Ajim going to be the guy that Draymond Jones was last year? That would be awesome to see. At Lock for MVP says, Josie Jewell. That man improved so much in 2020, but nobody talks about it. If he takes another step, I'm pretty sure he'll be our number one guy for the foreseeable future hoping to see him and Browning and Stern in Denver for a while. This is an interesting point, too, because we obviously heard from Josie Jewell last week in a media session after Broncos practice. He met and he talked with us. He talked about some of the things that he has improved on this offseason, working on short-range speed, just that lateral quickness, being able to stay at that point. And he's also packed on a little bit of pounds, like four or five pounds, if I'm not mistaken, this offseason, that's going to be good for Josie Jewell. But yes, Josie Jewell was the most improved player last year for the Broncos. He was a tremendous surprise. And I have even said myself, I did not expect to see Josie Jewell do what he did for Denver last season. And we really saw a glimpse of that week one against the Tennessee Titans. That hit that he had on Derrick Henry. I mean, the way that he played it, he watched the, the guard, I believe, step down. And usually on that play, when there's a step down, sometimes on the opposite side. So if I'm looking at it, if I'm the left inside backer, I'm looking at that right guard. He's stepping down the right guard on the other side or the, the left guard. From his perspective, it's the right guard pulls the other way to try to get that kick out. So Derrick Henry can counter backside. Josie Jewell shot that gap so quick and blew up Derrick Henry, who led the NFL in rushing, by the way, the NFL rushing leader in 2020, uh, His kryptonite was Josie Jewell, and I thought the Broncos did a really good job there. So, yes, Josie Jewell, I don't think is getting talked about enough by fans. I think everybody's looking at Justin Sterned, which he's going to be an exciting addition. Baron Browning, not sure how much of a role he'll play quite yet for the Broncos here in 2021. A lot of that will be determined in training camp and in preseason, so we'll continue to follow that. Nick Condit says, Tim Patrick doesn't get love nationally at all. I, I would even say that Tim Patrick agrees with you. Tim has been one of those players that has just consistently busted his ass week in and week out. He has performed last year. was just unreal to be able to see him take that next step in his growth because I remember a couple of years ago, we were having conversations that sometimes Tim Patrick would drop the ball. He had zero drops in 2020 on 79 targets. That is impressive. He, w- he was so reliable for the Broncos, and that's why I think he's going to have a tremendous season in Denver. Regardless of who the quarterback is, that quarterback is going to have two security blankets at wideout with Cortland Sutton, with Tim Patrick. You factor in Noah Fan, Albert Oak Web, Jerry Judy. Any quarterback should see success with these personnel players. All around him, Tim Patrick, in my opinion, he's in line for a contract extension. Like I mentioned earlier with George Payton, he was able to watch Tim Patrick and Corland Sutton up close and personal in 2019 when the Broncos played the Vikings. I would be very, very shocked if Tim Patrick is playing in another uniform after 2021. I think the Broncos will look to lock him up a little bit, too, maybe on a two to three year contract extension. But then again, we will have to see how the play results in season when the Broncos kick things off against the New York Giants. Kyle Werner says, K.J. Hamler, I think he's going to have a breakout season. I think that would be the hope, right? We've talked about K.J. Hamler bulking up. I wouldn't necessarily say that he's probably not the most talked about player, though. I think when we factor in Broncos personnel, one player I've heard about in terms of everybody saying he's going to have a breakout year, it's been K.J. Hamler. Broncos fans have been on record of saying, hey, K.J. Hamler, watch out for this guy. We got a glimpse against the Carolina Panthers in 2020. We know what he can do. Can he stay healthy? Can he avoid those hamstring strains or those hamstring pulls, quad pulls, ham, whatever it may be? Those things can limit him. And I think if he can stay healthy, he's going to be one of those big-time weapons that the Broncos will use weekend and week out. But I do agree with you there, Kyle. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to continue our conversation with the avid listeners all across Broncos country about which young player they believe is not being talked about enough. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the two other sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's a good friends over there at built bar and bet With built bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market today. My daily go-to peanut butter brownie is something I have every single day. I mentioned it. It's in my freezer. I have three in my freezer right now. I need to order myself a brand new box so I can get it by the time I run out. And Built Bar is amazing, not only because it's the best tasting protein bar on the market, the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, folks. That's 100% chocolate. Not to mention they're soft and easy to chew. You can bite right through them. It's not like some of these other protein bars where you take a bite into it and it feels like you're about to break your teeth. It's like a jawbreaker. Built Bar is the complete opposite. Soft, easy to chew, and very damn tasty. Nine amazing flavors, including the occasional limited time offer, Churro Puff is one of my favorite limited time flavors as well. I hope they bring that back in the rotation soon, but I want you to try a box of built bar today. Not only because they're tasty, but they're healthy for you as well. 70 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. Not to mention, it's a great pick-me-up as you get going on your day if you're out the door quickly like me. So right now, go to BuiltBar.com. And when you go to checkout, use promo code lock 15 That's going to give you 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code lock 15 is going to get you 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Dot com and our good friends over there betonline.ag and betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action you get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and all of your ufc and mma action when the nfl season starts all of your NFL action, courtesy of betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore right now in the offseason as the MLB is ongoing. The NHL playoffs are continuing. The NBA playoffs are ramping up as we get towards the conference finals. BetOnline is your place to get in on all the action. So head to the website or use your mobile device today, and when you sign up, you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And as we jump into the fourth quarter action of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, just a reminder, Broncos country, you get this podcast every single day in audio format on your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. If you listen there, please go in the meantime to Apple Podcasts, write us a review. If you love the show, leave us a five-star review and tell us why you listen every day. Also, make sure you subscribe here on the YouTube channel for daily video content on the team that you root for. On Sundays, continuing our conversational we're picking up on with Broncos Country, who sent in their responses regarding Which young player on the Broncos roster isn't being talked about enough? We've talked about guys like Josie Jewell. We've talked about various other players. And I think we're going to expand on that a little bit more here, starting things off with Daniel underscore 1306 as Tyree Cleveland. I like this pick, Daniel, and I'm glad that you brought Tyree Cleveland up because not everybody's talking about him enough. Yes, the offseason headlines for the Broncos at wide receiver have been dominated by Cortland Sutton's return, which I think everybody is so excited for. Jerry Judy entering his second season in the National Football League. There was so much excitement around that. KJ Handler, his ability. We talked about him previously in the last segment. And then now Tyree Cleveland's also one of those players that I feel like not a lot of people have talked a lot about, especially in the local media or even the national media. Heck, you're not going to get one person in the national media that's probably going to bring up Tyree Cleveland. Probably not one. I would put $100 on it right now with the chance to win a million. that 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 would not be the conversation that would not be the case here but Tyree Cleveland has proven to us that he's going to be in the rotation role. With Deshaun Hamilton no longer on the Broncos roster, it's going to open things up for Tyree Cleveland and even Seth Williams out of Auburn, one of the Broncos rookie draft picks. But when I look at Tyree Cleveland, I've seen it in some Broncos OTA highlights as well. Look, if you want to see some plays, you want to see some potential, go watch the Broncos OTA highlights on their social feed. Uh, Tyree Cleveland has made several plays, and Drew locke has been consistently throwing him the football. Teddy Bridgewater, Brett Rippon as well. Tyree Cleveland is one of those players that could be like that chameleon. Regardless of who's at quarterback, if you can get him the football, he's going to make plays with it. And I'm excited to see him do that a little bit more. Now, how can we see Tyree Cleveland maybe impact the Broncos offense here in 2021? Well, when we factor in all the weapons, right? It's like pick your poison. Who are you going to throw to? The Broncos, they had this uh, issue. I wouldn't even say it's an issue. It's a good problem to have. But they had this back when Peyton Manning had Wes Welker, Eric Decker, Damaris Thomas, Julius Thomas, no Sean Moreno. They had all these guys out of the backfield in terms of weapons that they could throw to Andre Caldwell. And now I feel like the Broncos have all these different players that you could say, hey, look, if this guy's being double-covered, we're going to go here. We're going to go to this guy. Tim Patrick's going to see a lot of attention when he's out there. And if Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick are both on the field at the same time in several packages – How does a defense adjust to that? So you may focus your resources defensively to maybe stopping and maybe playing an outside coverage shell where the corners are playing outside leverage, too high safety look. That might be the best part, but now how can you eat up the interior part of the field? I think that's where if you put Tyree Cleveland maybe inside the slot, you're running on some deep crossers, some snag concepts. You might even sit him, run him on a hitch against a a space where there's an inside linebacker and a, we call him like the hook to curl, the curl a seam defender. Find that soft spot in that grass. Let him be a possession guy. Let him catch it at five yards and maybe fall to get seven or eight. Tyree Cleveland can do that. I think on third down this upcoming season, we're going to see a big presence from Tyree Cleveland. So I'm glad that you mentioned him, Daniel. That's a great selection there. A lot of selections here for KJ Hamler. But then again, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised about his contributions if he does play the way that he can. Mike Kane says Justin Stern. We've talked about him, and I tell you what, he's uh, he's going to be the godfather Vic Fangio's secret weapon on defense. I'm telling you, there's something in the loins that are saying, hey, Justin Stern is going to have a big season for the Broncos. Yes, I do agree with that. Nick Howell does touch on Josie Jewell. Really like that. Terms of his cerebral ability. Then we get to another guy, too. And that's Draymond Jones. And at OC, Colorado guy says Draymond Jones is my selection. I agree with this one because now he's starting. We have seen Draymond in that rotational role. And yes, he provided tremendous value for the Broncos, but this is exactly the moment that Draymond Jones has been waiting for. This is why the Broncos drafted him in round three a couple years ago. Vic Fangio loves what he can do and can envision him playing that disruptor role on the Broncos into your defensive line. When you factor in, and I'm just thinking about this in my head, with Shelby Harris, and I'm thinking with Draymond Jones, with two guys that can cause disruption, that can cause a lot of attention, right? Because they're big and sizable players, How do you stop everybody in terms of pass rush? How do you stop every blitzer? Well, you may have to utilize a quick passing game against the Broncos, but the secondary is is at the point now where it's got elite cover guys where they can match up. They can play press man-to-man coverage. So then that takes away a little bit of a quick passing game that's really hurt the Broncos in years past. How much is Vic Fangio going to go to press? I'm not quite sure, but with the talent that he has, I'd be shocked if we don't see it. So I think for a guy like Draymond Jones, it's who's going to be unblocked, right? Who's going to create that kind of pressure? Now, I think that one thing I noticed consistently on film with Draymond and Shelby, often at times they command a center guard, a double team, a tackle guard, double team, and then that would free up a guy, a pass rusher on the outside. That's where that quick passing game would come in because usually they throw an out route really quickly and have the Broncos rally to it. I don't know if teams are going to have that luxury this year. So, so I think Draymond Jones is going to be a very intricate part of what, what the Broncos do. Mason Hartley says Jamar Johnson. That's intriguing. I, You know, Mason, I, I don't know how much of, a, of an impact we're going to see from Jamar Johnson right away. Yes, he's had some uh, interceptions in OTA practice so far. Special teams is probably going to be the biggest avenue in which we see him contribute. I'd be shocked if we see him too much on any defensive rotations. At this point, but I think he does have the potential. He has to tackle better. Big Fangio even said that. Kevin Williams says Dalton Riser. He was my O-line one in 2019 and is on his way to being a top shelf starter. You know, Kevin, I will throw this out there, too. A lot of his struggles last year, we've talked about it. Dalton himself said he didn't have the year he wanted, right? He had a very impressive rookie season for Denver. But year two, you know, when you have a rookie center and there's some miscommunication errors going along from the center of the guard, the guard of the tackle, Dalton Reisner didn't have his best year, and he's looking to improve on that. And I think that he's going to probably turn in a really good season for Denver. I think that there's a lot more confidence right now with Dalton Reisner. And the hope is that Lloyd Cushingberry or whoever's going to be the center between he or Quinn Miners, they have a little more understanding of the playbook now going into the season than they did last year. That's going to help alleviate maybe some of those miscommunication errors. Because remember that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game? The Broncos, they gave up nine sacks in that game alone. They gave up more sacks in the first part of the season than they did in the final stretch combined. So you have to really like that the Broncos O-line did improve down the stretch for Denver, despite the fact that there was a turnstile of who's going to start a guard, who's going to start a tackle this week. Dalton Rizer is probably the most consistent guy, and I know he dealt with some injuries last year. But I expect a big season here from Dalton Reisner in 2021. And then uh, Jedi Master Mario, our good friend Mario Batanzi, says, Michael O'Jamudi I've talked about Michael here on the show. I've, I've told a lot of people. People are sleeping on Mike. And look, Mike's going to make some plays here. Sean Humphreys replied to Mario's tweet, says, outside of injury and special teams, when and where does he see the field? Cornerback five right now? Question mark. Uh, Mario responded to that by saying, we shall see. But I'll tell you this. He is way too good to only be cornerback five. What a good problem to have for the Broncos. I remember we were talking about the Broncos depth going into the offseason. What are they going to do at cornerback? Now they have so much depth, it, it's crazy. I don't know what they're going to do, but the talent that they have is great. So if one guy gets hurt, you are you know you have confidence in the other guy that's maybe behind that player. But I don't think the injury is going to be too big of an issue this year for the Broncos. Knock on wood, that's the hope. But I think that Michael Ogimudi is going to play a role in that nickel and dime package, especially against some of these teams that like to spread them out. We're going to see a lot of that this upcoming season. And then our good friend Ty says, "Parnell Motley in a loaded secondary, I think he can impress." You know, to be honest with you, Ty, I don't see I don't think we're going to see much of Parnell Motley. I think that there's a chance that maybe he can make the roster. He might be a practice squad player. I think that's probably the trajectory for him. He'll be on the roster in training camp. He I think he'll be cut initially when the roster cutdowns occur, but then I think the Broncos are going to bring him up on the practice squad. They they really like what he can do. He's got some developmental traits to him. He needs more polishing, more refinement. But with Ed Donatel, Christian Parker, and Vic Fangio, maybe he can get there. But with the Broncos' depth right now, I don't see him playing too much of a role for the team here in 2021. But Broncos country, thank you so much for your contributions, your insight, your answers on today's episode Lockdown Broncos. We involve the fans in the day-to-day because your experience as a fan is super important. As a member of the media, I believe in giving every single fan a platform. Whether you agree with me or disagree with me, let's have a conversation about it because this is the team that you root for on Sundays. And I strive to bring you that type of objective coverage, a realistic look. And also at times I like to be challenged by fans in terms of Maybe how I see things. It might be different from you, but I like hearing your perspectives. It makes, I think, the the whole entire experience more enjoyable. So, Broncos Country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. We'll be back tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you check it out. The episodes post the day of at 4 o'clock PM every single day. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite audio podcasting platforms as well or follow, not to mention on Twitter at CodyOrk NFL at Lockdown Broncos. With that said, I'm Cody Orr, host of the show. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.